Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Married at First Sight Rehap Up. We are back and I'm Asia and I'm here for another long season with my awesome co-host, Jason Reed. Jason, how are you? Asia, I'm doing fantastic. We back, we back, we back. Did you all miss us? Don't answer that. I already know the answer. Of course you did. Why wouldn't you? Um, Asia, uh, sorry I didn't take care of this in the uh, in the pre-show, but I want to make sure that you're still on to help me pick out a ring for my wife. Yes, um, uh, we, we're going to make sure to go to jamesallen.com where they have several different options, over twenty thousand varieties of cuts and clarity, only at jamesallen.com. Only three steps, and it makes it so easy. Step one, two, and three, and you can pick out a ring just like that. I mean, James Allen has been such a great ring company in the past. I want to make sure that we're really patronizing them. Uh, so make sure that you go there and check it out. We are not being sponsored by them, by the way, but just <laughs> just for no reason at all, just because they're a really great ring company. Just go to them. Right. We're not. But Mavs clearly, clearly is. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> just, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I could handle it. Um, if y'all are here with us for the first time and you're like, what is this? Maybe you caught us on the reality TV wrap up speed and you're like, what is this show? I recognize Asia's name. I recognize Jason, but what is Married at First Sight? Well, Married at First Sight is a show that has been on since 2014 and we are on the 15th season. Um, The concept is two strangers are matched by experts um, and they meet each other 
on their wedding day and decide to get married. They take off on an eight week experiment of learning about each other, growing in their relationship. And at the end of that, they decide if they want to stay married or get a divorce. Uh, This season, there are five couples and they are doing it in San Diego, California. Uh, If y'all want to hear any other content, we have been covering this show for the past. Well, we started covering it season 12. We did season 12. Uh, Amy from The Bachelor Wrap Up. She covered season 12 and 13 with me. And then Jason joined me for season 14. And now we're back. There we go. That's all right. Uh, you know, you've been covering the show for four seasons. I, about half of your life now you've spent uh, covering the <laughs> first sight. That's what it seems right. like, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been my life's mission to cover this show. So I'm living it. How did you how did you find the uh, three week, almost a, well, about a month of break in between seasons? You know, it was it was lovely. I uh, took a two week vacation to Europe. <laughs> so that, that was a great time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, not to not to brag myself, but I, I did stuff, too. You know, I, <laughs> I, I took my car to the shop a few times. Nice. Um, oh, I started I started watching Married to Fresh Side Australia. Perfect. Now, now, for those of us that are that complain about the episode length, let me tell you all something real quick. The show is still going on. They are getting ready to air episode twenty five. Oh my god! And they just they just <laughs> finished a halfway point of the experiment, so it's probably about another like you know five to ten episodes. So uh, we, we shouldn't really complain about episode count because <laughs> first side Australia is outdoing them. That's wild! Oh my gosh! Yeah, so okay. You're not the only one that had an exciting break. Uh, you know. <laughs> it felt it felt a lot longer than a month. It felt like I, you know, it felt like we haven't podcast about the show for like at least three months. That's what I it know. Felt like. But it, when you podcast about it for every week for five months, then yeah. if you skip one week, it's like, whoa, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, um, but no, it's felt it's felt like a long, nice long break, and then of course, Married at First Sight comes back the same day everything else does. So. You know, yeah. Big Brother, and, and, and the challenge. To that end, uh, Married at First Sight, uh, higher ups. I know you're listening. We 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 got to have a discussion. Uh, let's uh, turn your volume up. Stop what you're doing and listen to to what we're saying. We we we, we got to pick a day other than Wednesday. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Married at First Sight. That, that's just it's what we have to do at this point. I mean, right. everyone wants to put their shows on Wednesdays. It, like Asia said, we got Big Brother, we got the challenge. And I just, I, I, I love you, Mavs. Asia loves you. The people listening love you, Mavs. We're just trying to get you to do what's best for you. Okay. Yeah. Even in uh, during season 14, it was on during Survivor. You know, there, I mean, what's wrong with a Tuesday? You know, sometimes, most of the time, I don't have anything that comes on on Tuesday. It's there like everything's six, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's it. There are six other days of the week, Mavs. <laughs> I mean, you can pick another day. I don't want to. I don't want to like make you feel bad, but those, those <laughs> other shows like Big Brother and The Challenge. Like I had to watch Big Brother instead of you last night because I didn't want to get spoiled on anything. <laughs> you know, it's just you don't have a show that can get spoiled, Mavs. So I have to watch the shows that I can go back on Twitter the next day without getting spoiled. And I gotta go to bed early, Mavs. I gotta, I, I get up early for my job. I go to bed early. Hey. I couldn't watch your three-hour show last night. 
Because I had two other shows that totaled that amount of runtime. Three hours, maps. That is a very good point. This was a three-hour episode. And when I saw that after finishing three hours over on CBS, I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you've got to be kidding me. So I definitely watched in about like four sessions. (laughs) Yeah, you got to take it in chunks. Um, Yeah, but Mass, we're just just trying to get you to do what's best for you. Okay, much like Justin's brother. Much like Justin's brother, trying to get you to look out for yourself. We want to make sure you're doing the right thing. (laughs) Right. Uh, so just take that in mind, Mass. I know it's probably too late for this season. Maybe think about changing it next season. I don't. I'm just, we're just saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if y'all are uh, here for the first time, um, we do have our own feed. We have the Love at First Sight feed where you can get all of our Married at First Sight episodes, uh, podcast episodes, as well as uh, my coverage of Love is Blind and The Ultimatum. So if you've subscribed to that feed, that's where we would love to get your five-star rating and reviews. If you enjoy our podcast, you want to get more content. Um, last season, we we got so many ratings and reviews that we did a bonus podcast. If you haven't gone back and listened, we ranked uh, the previous 14 seasons of Married at First Sight. So if you just want to crash course on Married at First Sight, you want to catch up and hear what the other seasons had going on without going back and watching, just go listen to our podcast. We had a great time breaking it all down, ranking the seasons, um, and that led us here, season fifteen. Season fifteen, Mary First Sight. You're fifteen seasons old, and only right? you know eight years. That's 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 a. That's I know a they, they they have been pushing that. That has to be some type of record. I mean, I can't Probably maybe House Hunters like this faster. <laughs> Probably only beat by Survivor, something like that. Maybe the Bachelor at this point. The Bachelor needs to crank them out every few months. Right, right. If you think about all the spinoffs, um, but yeah, let's let's dive in this premiere episode. We um, we had we were introduced to the five couples. Just a breakdown of the whole episode. We were introduced to the five couples. They were preparing for their wedding. They had their bachelor and bachelorette parties. Did a little dress tuck shopping, and then we got our first wedding. We got one full wedding. Yeah. Now I will say this about Mary First Sight. Typically. To start seasons, we start very slowly. I was impressed that we actually got a full, like, you know, wedding ceremony by the end of this episode. Typically, we would be at, like, you know, the bachelor party would end the episode, like, of the first episode. We wouldn't get done with the weddings until episode six. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that with us not seeing, you know, we only saw, like, four people go wedding slash tuck shopping. I'm hoping that they listen to us. And they are like cutting it down a little bit. We don't need to see every person dressed and tuck shopping. Right. Uh, so hopefully they listen to us a little bit and cut it down so that we actually got some more content in. We actually got a wedding at the end, which is good because we don't usually get that. So hopefully we can get these weddings done in three episodes. That would be fantastic. Yes, that would be absolutely lovely. Um, but I think we were on like episode six last season, finally yeah. talking about the honeymoon. So yeah, exactly. We, we, we don't want to ask for too much, you know. Um, so, yeah, let's dive in. If y'all if y'all haven't watched the episode and you're just listening to the podcast, I would highly recommend just Googling season 15, Married at First Sight, so you can get a, a, a picture of who we're talking about. You know, it always helps have a visual, you know. Of course, so let's, get that get a nice uh, nice picture in your head about these right. people that are doing crazy things. <laughs> right. So let's talk about the first couple that we are going to cover: Stasha and Nate. 
just off off the before we even get into any details, just w- what you know, Jason. It, was so, this a good match or not? I, I, I the, there's a theme to the season. It seems like we have a lot of strong women, and maybe not a lot, not some some more sensitive guys on the list here uh, this season. Stasha is, uh, you know, just from looking at her on the screen, she's already a little intimidating, I think. And I think Nate will probably think he's up for the job, but I don't know if he's going to be up for the job. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I think it's going to be one of those things where, yes, he is going to be attracted to her and it's just going to be like, oh my gosh, this is my wife. But once that passes and like it's the reality sets in like the day to day, I'm concerned. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we get to know each of them. And so we start out getting to know, like, each, each section, um, Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal said a little something, something. One thing that was not uh, lost on me was I know that Dr. Viviana did not return this season, but where are the other two experts? Okay. So I know that you did not watch the matchmaking. Um, I actually watched the matchmaking. I, I watched it so you all out there didn't have to. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they did mention that when they talked about, they did talk about uh, Devon Franklin and what's the lady's name? Pia something, I think. Mm-hmm. They mentioned, they said that they will be checking in with them along the way. So it mm-hmm. did not seem like uh, these two new quote unquote experts are going to be, are going to have a huge role like Dr. Viviana had or like that typical third seat they have. It just seems like they will pop in here and there. Like, like kind of like consultants checking in. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if like, you know, they're not here for the long term. Probably Um, not. I mean, I would love if Dr. Viviana just taken a a one season break and will come back next season. I don't, I don't think that's probably the case, but that would be nice. She's going to enjoy her piece while this season is airing and be like, okay, I, I never want to give this up again. Right. So we'll, we'll see. But, uh, I I did find it interesting that they said, uh, yeah, and we'll have two uh, people checking in from here, you know, from time to time, uh, to help our, you know, couples, which, you know, take for that, take of that what you will. We'll see how they get integrated into the show as the episodes go along. Okay, well, that's good to know because I, I watched, I like how we did that. I watched the kickoff special and they didn't mention them at all. And I was like, hmm, okay, that's odd, but okay, maybe they just weren't hired at this point. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, but I, I think that does tell us that they did not have any say in these couples together. So any blame? Goes to Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are. They are. You know, we'll we'll go with the show's conceit, and they are. They are the two sole people responsible for these matches, <laughs> right? Which makes me nervous. Um. So Stasha and Nate. Uh, so Stasha is tw- thirty-seven, and Nate is thirty-four. Uh, Dr. Pepper said that they're like a a natural match. Um, which. I thought it was kind of like an interesting in, interesting thing to say like okay like why not put them together um and and so we had Stasha telling her mom like hey I'm getting married at first sight and her mom like just laughed and then um she she's talking about how like she spent years building this empire she doesn't need a man she wants a man <laughs> uh she's a, not only addicted to coffee but also success 
And we find out that like she emancipated herself at 17 because her mom wanted to move and she just didn't want to go to a different school her senior year. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting note. Uh, I mean, I think it really speaks to her like independent nature of saying, you know, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it, and I'm going to do whatever <laughs> I got to do not to do it. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I like how you know, when she told her mom, Ron's like, you know, I'm gonna I'll go ahead and pray for him because uh, right. that's what he's going to need dealing with her apparently. Right. Like immediately getting to know her. I'm like, she needs a confident man because she she has her stuff together. Like you you're not wondering, oh, is she kind of wondering where she's at in life? Does she have it all together? Is she confident? No, she when you look at her, you immediately feel like, wait, I need to get myself together. (laughs) Like, do I have my affairs in order? Um. She mentions that she wants two kids and because she's 37, she's like, look, it's now or never. I will be 40 in three years. I would need to get on that now. And she said married at first sight. She's looking at that as like, this is the last option for her. I got bad news, Tasha. You should go well for people. (laughs) I was going to tell you right over front. Do you think like, so I I think some of these uh, participants family may not understand, like if, if my daughter told me like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, sign up for Mary first sight. I'm going to go through the process. My like very first thing to do after that is watch Mary first sight seasons. Like, (laughs) like some of it's just like, some people just didn't care to even know what the other people, what other people are signing up for, which I thought was interesting. Right. It's like, it's not like this is some brand new concept where there's no precedent. Like there's nothing to refer to. <laughs> like, okay, first couple seasons, I could see that. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know what this is. This is a new, new concept. You literally have so many other seasons to refer to. Um, and even just looking it up, I mean, there's so many just articles about stuff that have happened to couples in the past. So it's like no excuse. Yeah, really? Exactly. It's like, wait, you're doing what? How does it even work? Like, no, you, you should already know. I'd come to this meeting prepared. I'd be like, right. in, in season six, yeah. let me just tell you, this is what happened. This is what you want to sign up for? Like, right. like I'd, be, I'd be armed to the teeth with a notebook of bad things that have happened on this show. Like, this is what you want to do. Right. I'm <laughs> They're averaging one couple of seasons success. Right. This is what you want to sign up for. That's what I'm kind of surprised about. We don't see more couple like more family members like putting up a fight. You know, yeah. like not just, oh, I don't approve, but I wish wish the best for you. More so like, no, I'm determined to make sure that this doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, we'll get to Justin later, but uh, I, I'm more on the side of Justin's brother than anybody else in this show. Same. I, I Yes, we will get into that later. But I, I did that that scene we saw with Justin and his brother. We saw it on the kickoff special. I felt one way. And then when I saw it on the episode, I felt a different way. So yeah. um, so her, her her conversation with her mom, with Sasha's mom, ended with her mom saying, are you going to get a post nut? Which this hey. was interesting uh, and something that we've never heard. I don't think mm-hmm. in, in the show's history um, then broach the subject, which I'm sh- I'm sure has been broached behind the scenes. But it was interesting to see it on camera. Right. And I think it's because it's so much of her like persona, like they are sh- showing that she she is she's built an empire um, so I thought that was very interesting because, yeah, you would think we would hear that more in the past, but 
I don't know. I, I'm try, I can't even think of somebody that we would compare that to. Yeah. Like, you know, mom asked and like, what if he says no? She's like, well, that's a deal breaker. Like, if right. that's not happening, like that's that's we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, you know, and on the matchmaking special, um, you know, when Dr. Pepper comes and tells her that, uh, you know, she's going to get married in two weeks. She, you know, Dr. Pepper does this thing and they will her and Pascal both do the thing where they like make them think they weren't selected for such and such reason. They do mm-hmm. little corny lines. And Pepper mentions to Sasha, like, hey, just so you know, like, there are not many men out there that make as much money as you do. So are you prepared to, you know, marry someone that is maybe not as wealthy as you? So, like, <laughs> from this show and from that, what I hear from Dr. Pepper, we know that Sasha is like, she's she's got it. She's packing with money. Like, she, we, she ain't got to worry about it. So she might need this posting up, like, because she is she is balling out of control, apparently. Right. I was like, you know, her mom understands her financial situation. So, yeah, mom's going to make sure that she's going to ask that question for sure. Right. Um, so then we move into his side of things. Um, he said that like he, his family doesn't live in San Diego. So like his friends are his family there. Um, and so his friends are the ones that he's telling. And so we learn a little bit more about him. He has a very entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, he used to sell Louis Vuitton replica bags. <laughs> he got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice that they called him and was like, hey, just to let you know, like, right. you stop this, so you go go to jail soon. Right. Here's your warning. <laughs> um, but basically, that kind of like helped him kind of become the man he is today. He said he's financially savvy. He reads a lot of self-help books. Um, he had to hit rock bottom multiple times to kind of get to where he is now, where he's day trading. Um, and he sells advertising to uh, retail chains. And he said, usually like relationships, he has a hard time. Uh, it, it's hard for women to get past his past. It's like, he's like, I'm done going out and smashing chicks. Oh my God. I was like, great language. (laughs) Exactly. That, that was him multiple times during this episode. I'm just like smashing chicks. You're past that, but you're saying that. Yeah. So, I mean, he also noted that he's deleted all the apps, which gave me trauma flashbacks uh, to Elijah one last season. Uh, So it's, it's a, Nate's an interesting guy. Uh, I, I feel like I didn't get as much from him as I got from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I don't know if he's serious about this. He mentions multiple times that he's looking to level up, uh, you know, with a wife and become a power couple. So mm-hmm. I wonder if this is like, is this just about like, I don't know, is this only about amassing wealth or is this you, you know who trying also to, wanted act- to build a power couple? Who's that? Chris from oh Atlanta. Yeah, that's uh, we're getting a lot of red flags. Red flags <laughs> everywhere. Uh, so yeah, I'm just wondering if his motives are true. Yeah, I'm really nervous about. Like, I I do honestly feel like he'll be attracted to her. Of course, but then I just don't know what it's going to look like once they start the eight weeks you know i think i feel like they they'll hit it off i think they'll have a great honeymoon but then maybe it'll start to or like reality will set in when he when she asks for a post-nup 
Yeah, well, according to her, she's going to ask. I, I, I would imagine, like, it would be funny if she just asks it, like, once they walk down the aisle and they get to a little space, right. so like, so, nice to meet you. First of all, I'm going to need you to sign these papers. And she just takes, right. like, a big manila envelope out of her dress, like, right. need you to oh sign here, here, and initial here. Yeah. Oh, that would be nerve-wracking. Um, yeah, that would be a lot, actually. <laughs> First meeting someone, so I hope she waits a day. At least... Um, but while he's talking to his friends, he says like the only issue that he would have is if like she has rules for him hanging out with other his words females. Oh boy, another <laughs> another, another guy using the word females. That's, I, I mean, there's just there are red flags littered all over the place with right. this guy so far. Uh, it's just like the repetitive use of female is just it just feels like just a lack of respect. We don't yeah. we don't just say like it's just there's it's not just the word like, yes, that is the technical term uh, for uh, one type of gender. But just that use consistently and just the way that it's used in society of just like it's usually used in a negative connotation, like all oh, these females, blah, blah, blah. So it's yeah. just like, why, why, why use that word? Yeah, she used to demean women a lot. Um, people that say it, I, I, you know, from what I've experienced and probably what you've experienced too. Um, it's it's funny because the friend asked that he was like, mm, I don't know. Hopefully, it's not an issue. He wasn't like, I will, I will put my foot down, and you guys were made my friends. It's not like, well, I'll just drop you if uh, if he has a problem with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like with that one friend of his, like that was so like complimentary. Like uh, Nate is so focused, and you know he's grinding. He's a good guy. He's sweet. He's caring. What is she gonna say that way? He's like, I can't talk to you anymore. My wife, said I can't. Uh, I can't be around you. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I and 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 like you said, we didn't get too much from him, and so I can only be a little bit nervous. But I, I do. I do think this might be Chekhov's like. Is she going to be jealous? I think this might be a yeah. thing we're we're going to find. You know down the line in the season and we can reference back to this and says oh remember when the friend was like what if she's jealous right because right. he said like I hope she's not the jealous type but it's like as in you're flirting with another woman and she gets mad or like she gets or she is shows characteristics of jealousy for no like where there is not any cause and it's like well are you actually a little too close to those females you know those friends of yours like is this going to be an actual issue yeah so and she did later say i think it was during the The bachelor maybe okay during the bachelor party she's just like i would like if people were like if if he was getting attention i would like if women liked him as long as he's the one creating boundaries uh cut to him yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) allowing a a stripper to uh, grind all up on him 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 telling her to get on her knees and him grabbing her head and pouring liquor into her mouth yeah it's a i think that i think all of that shows that somewhere down the line this is going to be an issue for them (laughs) That was a lot. It was too much. And they were, I mean, you could, you see, you could visibly see the shock with Mitch. Yeah. Mitch's <laughs> when, face just uh, yeah. like, like just aghast at, at what's right. been happening in front of him. Exactly. Um, so 
so they did do like a there was a point where all the women met and kind of got to know each other. All the men met, got to know each other, and then they had their bachelor and bachelorette parties. So we can highlight the pieces that were specific to them. Um, so when the women met up, um, Stasha really wasn't a vocal presence in their conversation, which kind of reminded me of Mirla on season 13 of how she was very quiet in group settings. But then she's like gotten her closest friends from them. So I wonder, is it just like she's getting to know them, but it's just not worthy of showing on television or is she just quiet? So for like the meetups and the bachelor party, they they use like as with every Married at First Sight uh, season, they use these like meetups and group hangs pre-wedding as a way to be like, this is what I want. And then we flash over to the guys and the, the guys talk about something that is, you know, you know, opposite of what the person is saying. Just to sh- I don't know why Mary Fresh does that to show us how incompatible these people are that you put together. <laughs> like, that's kind of like telling you all yourself, Mary Fresh Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the only thing I had with with her is that uh, the ladies meet up. Uh, she says she wanted a guy that that wants that knows what he wants and moves to get it, and that he's ambitious. And then they flash to Nate saying that you know he does a lot of side hustles, um, but you know he's uh you know at, at times has been selfish with his time when he's been doing these side hustles, and he wants to make sure he wants to give more quality time uh, to his his new wife and not be as as selfish with his time as he's been. But, yeah. yeah, both of them were pretty uh, lackluster in these in the, in these two meetups. Right. And and he did say he wants an independent woman with ambition, which is her. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it, that was a moment thing. where we're like, OK, this might be a reason for a good match. Right. And we, get to, we get to the bachelorette party. It's like as long as there's a crossing the lines, cut to him right. crossing lines. And then you, you also had him asking at the beginning, asking Justin, like, oh, why haven't you been able to find a solid chick? <laughs> What what is up with his vocabulary? <laughs> this is all, Any, this is anything all the wrong but words. woman. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why, why don't you have a shorty that you're talking to right hey, now? Hey girl, what you doing over there? <laughs> Just like, oh my gosh. I don't know, but he's trying to like sound cool or what his version of cool is. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, with with Nate though, like I switched back and forth several times. Like he did tell him do do something. Oh yeah, he seems like a good guy, and then he'd do like the uh, bachelor party thing. I'm like, oh no, that that's a problem. So yeah. I'm I'm really interested to see how it goes from here with him. He he's a little bit of an enigma to me right now. Yes, exactly. Um, then we cut to the bat. So they, they cut to the bachelor and bachelorette party. So. Sasha at the bachelorette party, the main takeaway I had was that she usually goes for a thug with an edge, but also clean cut. <laughs> yeah, like little <laughs> conflicting stories here, Sasha. Which one is it? You can't get it all. She, I, Sasha is someone that wants it all. And I think, you know, doesn't realize she can't have it all because in everything but her love life, she has it all, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the one missing piece for her. And maybe that's the piece that just like that's you know she hasn't put as like the effort that she's put in every other area of her life so it's kind of like it's still an open door for what she's looking for what she knows works for her um and then you know we got into (laughs) Nate at the bachelor party but he was the wild one 
Yeah, he was enjoying the strippers. Yeah, you know, it's got to be somebody that is uh, really enjoying the, uh, you know, the entertainment mm-hmm. uh, a little overly sometimes. So we always have to have that one. And Nate is looks like to be our one this season. <laughs> exactly. Um, so then we did a little bit of wedding dress shopping and tuck shopping. Um, it's for her wedding dress. She didn't really want anything basic. She just wants um, his first impression to be like, wow, this is a woman with class. Uh, and then she kind of got into just how she wants him to lead. She wants him to lead like with baby steps. She doesn't want to really to fully take the lead just yet. Um, like I guess starting out their marriage, but yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think this is, this is going to be part of the crux of their issues Yeah, uh, because it sounds like she wants to take the leadership role at the very start. Mm-hmm. And she wants him to prove that he can take leadership role. She's like, maybe I'll let him pick the restaurant and see how he does with that. And I'll give him some more responsibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it, not a lot of, I don't think a lot of guys are going to mesh well with that. Um, they're going to want to take on the leadership, the, what they, what they think is a leadership role to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says she wants more of a partnership, but I, I, I do think that she's going to be trying to take the leader role from minute one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the dress that she ended up picking, she felt like a princess. It was a pretty dress. Um, And then the tux he chose had kind of like a a blue trim. And he wanted to he wanted something that was sophisticated and sexy. So Uh, because he encompasses those traits, that's what what he (laughs) said, because that's me. Right. Yeah. I mean, if. I mean, if we're we're talking about attractiveness, um, yeah. <laughs> I, we so, I mean, that's that's what I want to ask you, Asia. That's what I'm going to get to. Where where is he going to crack? Uh, so far, I mean, we can't judge a personality all the way yet. Right. That's, that's part of your criteria. But just on looks alone, does he crack the top five? He reminds me a little bit of Keith. So, so with him, my main thing is the hair. So that's similar to like season. 12 Ryan where the hair like you do something different with the hair you would be attractive <laughs> to me <laughs> alright so he's not, he's not cracking that five I, yet I, I hope that like similar to how we saw Justin has cut his hair since he on yep. the after party he had a haircut so hopefully maybe she can influence his hair similar to how Katina <laughs> influenced Elijah's hair <laughs> so just a little, little, there, little there's, still, there's still hope for you, Nate. There's still hope for you. <laughs> right. Don't be discouraged. Yeah. Um, then the last little bit we got from him was the ad, the picking of the ring. Oh, my with his gosh. Friend. Yeah. So I thought we were, you know, I, I guess I should have figured uh, that, you know, after the last season ending where James Allen was a big deal. They, but it's shocking to me now because don't they usually just give them a band? for you know for both the man and woman they don't usually get two rings right at a wedding and an and a engagement right right well cuz usually the, yeah i mean i think you usually what the woman gets is typically the engagement ring but like yeah, i don't only i don't get one. right right yeah, we're, we're getting both now yeah i think it's just only for the purposes of the ad yeah, I, I think because uh, apparently everyone's doing this because Miguel, we saw, did it. Mm-hmm. And then we had Justin name dropping um, <laughs> right before the wedding uh, about the ring. 
So yeah, this I, I you know what is what is what is the name of the company that does the Bachelor stuff? Oh, uh, Neil Lane. Yeah, so maybe, maybe this is something like that. Maybe it's just this is now just an official co-sponsorship, and we're going to be getting this right here on out. Let's see. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Because because last season they couldn't do it until the end. That was like late and in the works. So <laughs> yeah, like the deal didn't come through until they were in the middle of shooting <laughs> right. last season. <laughs> right. Then it was just in time to start this season. Um, so it does look like we might be getting their wedding next time. If we don't, it seems like we may get the start of their wedding next time. Yeah, it seems like we got at least a, a, a bit of everyone's wedding. now, Except I, for Ben and Morgan. We didn't see anything about them. And the I next time like I'm... Did I not see Morgan in her wedding dress? Now, now, there is like, you know, scuttlebutt that there is going to be a postponed wedding due to COVID. Oh, due to COVID. Maybe that's yeah. Ben. Yeah, it could be them. So, so I didn't see him at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's good to know. But yeah, as far as uh, Stasha and Nate are concerned, it seems like we may be seeing them next week, hopefully. Um, but one thing we do with all these couples is we rate them on a scale of one to five. One being we think they will get divorced on decision day. Five being we think they are definitely going to stay together. Sometimes we are dead wrong. Sometimes we are spot on. And uh, and now, Jason, is where you set the tone because some people you are always a consistent number. So where are you with them? I know we haven't seen them meet and which is a very big part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm going to disappoint, I think, because I'm going I'm, I think for most of the couples, I'm going to hit it straight down the middle unless I'm getting a big, big red flag. Mm. So for now, I'm just going to I'm going to put out a three because. I'm going to remain neutral for right now. I, I need to see them interact to get a really good idea of what it's going to be. That's fair. That's fair. I, I can respect that. So what, what um, do you think? I think that I'm going to go. I'm going to go two because I think that the fire they have, I mean, Zach and Michaela also had fire in the beginning. Like we've seen it before. Are you referencing the shot in all the previews where they're kissing in the shower? Yes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So there, that's going to be a thing. However, it's not lost on me that he is younger than her. Uh She is, she is, she has like the confidence of a woman in her career who is like 45. Yeah. Like just a boss. And so I worry if he has any immature characteristics that come out that it's going to be an issue and like for her. So he he does seem very driven, but at the same time, he seems kind of laid back as well. Yeah. And she seems very kind of in your face, kind of like, uh, uh, what what would you call it? Like not forceful, but like she knows what she wants. She's going to tell you. Yeah intense may be the word I'm looking for. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think he might be a little scared off of that. I think he might be a little... I think he might want to tell himself that he's ready for a more uh, mature, mm-hmm. more leveled up woman. But I yeah. think until he actually gets it, I don't think he knows what he's in for. So yeah, I think you you could definitely be spot on with, the, with that. Yeah. And I mean, it could change drastically once they meet and we start to see their dynamic. But for now, I'm going to go with a two. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So where are we heading next? Going to go to Ben and Morgan. Uh, Ben, who seems, uh, I don't want to say like a Jose 2.0, but I, you know, that that might be where we're at. Uh, So, what we get from these two, we didn't get much from them. I don't, I don't, I didn't really find. Mm -hmm. Uh, Morgan uh, is 27. Uh, Her little Chiron is as she is strong and independent. Uh, we find out that she is a nurse. Uh, Pep says that they've been matched because Ben is a dependable, nice guy that Morgan needs, but doesn't attract. And Morgan <laughs> is the adventure partner that Ben has been seeking. Uh, then we get the little blurb from Callie that says they are a match because they both work hard on themselves. Be ready to be a supportive partner. Morgan needs happy-go-lucky Ben, who isn't intimidated by her leadership, and they will have adventurous fun as long as it's not expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so. Morgan is meeting up with her friends uh, at dinner. She she kind of beats around the bush a little bit, and she's like, "Well, I have to tell you, I'm getting married in two weeks." And, you know, the, uh, she has yeah, pretty supportive friends, I think. Um, yeah, they had no pushback. Yeah, she tells us, you know, when she tells guys that she's into video games and Muay Thai, uh, they find her to be a little too independent and headstrong, maybe a little too much for them, and they usually walk away. So she has had trouble building relationships in the past. Yeah, I as as we as as you talk about this, I cannot for the life of me picture this on the episode. And I know I watched this part today. <laughs> so it's not that's not great that she her She's well, I guess her presence. <laughs> yeah, her presence on the episode was a little bit forgettable. But, um, you know, maybe I mean, maybe that's not a bad thing. I do know that, you know, I do remember her being really into working out. Really yeah, into video shots games. Of her, shots of her doing the martial arts, playing video yeah. games. And her friend's tooth was chipped because they had been kickboxing. Yeah, they, <laughs> they sparred a little too intensely. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, so she tells us that like a year and a half ago, her life was falling apart. She was had she had a terrible relationship. She didn't like work. She wasn't talking to her father at that point. Uh, things just going wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so then she talked to her mom and her mom told her that, you know, she comes from a strong line of, of Japanese women. And she said that, you know, her mom, after that pep talk from her mom, from that point on, she made moves for herself to make herself happier in, in her own life. Uh, she, she changed her work. She had, you know, tried to make better relationships. Uh, she said she's tired of dating and, you know, she's obviously doing something wrong. And so now she's uh, foolishly relying on the matchmakers to find her someone. Uh, you know, her friend, her friend says, you know, well, you're you're a leader and, and you like freedom and you're going to need someone that's really going to be able to, to understand that and give you that space. Uh, yeah, we, we get the friend saying, yeah, she can be really intense. Uh, you see this too right here? That's uh, she chipped it while we were sparring a little bit. <laughs> I, I I don't. I Well, OK, for her to trust the matchmakers. Yes. OK. Wild. But the the man that they chose for her. I think is the best catch of the five options on this cast. Really? <laughs> I, yes. I, I disagree with that. Um, <laughs> well, we, we'll, get, we'll get into well at, at the end of the segment. She, yeah. she tells her friends uh, that they're giving her a picture perfect man for her. Mm-hmm. And again, I have in my notes here in parentheses. Have you seen this show? <laughs> they're Damn not going to give you that person. They're not going to give you a ready-to-made person that you have ordered. Yeah, why do they never have a friend who's like, yeah, I've been watching this show for years. Crazy. (laughs) I mean, I don't think we're that small of a population who watches this show. There's somebody out here who, like, their family member got cast, and they were able to give their insight. They probably cut all that material. Yeah. Um, So, then we meet Ben, who is apparently uh, Asia's favorite. He uh, his his Chiron and the little little descriptor of him is he is a mama's boy. Uh, we we meet him and he says, you know, I'm tired of being the ninth wheel and all my you know all my friendships. I need someone that I can I can be a, a pair with. Uh, meets up with his his boys at lunch. Uh, you know he misses them. You know yeah, I'm a mama's boy, but you know when I talk to my mom, she really makes my day and she makes me smile. He goes in about a five minute monologue about how much he loves his mom. <laughs> Not that long. <laughs> and how she she really brings, he says that he really wants a woman that is like his mom. He he really wants someone that, that emulates his mom. He wants his wife to be like his mom. Red flag no. number one. No. No. There is, That's not what you said about totally Mark last fine. year. That's not what you said about Mark last season. That's different. They're very different. <laughs> no. My my opinions about Mark have nothing to do with his admiration for his mom. How a man feels about their mom is a great indicator of how they will value you as a wife. It's not a direct one to one correlation of just like, oh, you know, they have to treat their mom well in order to treat their wife well or whatever. But I think it does what it like it shows you that they have a level of respect for women that they could have for you. Yes, totally agree. I think there is though a thin line <laughs> between I love my mom, I respect my mom, and then over into a mama's boy where you might the show paint him that way. You might marry this man and he decides to, you know, put his mom over his wife. Which is a different thing. And hey, that and that's for him to have to make that decision. I think it might be an issue <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I'm guessing. Um, so, 
Uh, he talks about how his parents met in a refugee camp when they left uh, Vietnam in 1975. And he talks about how his parents were super traditional. So he pretty much had three options. He could either go into engineering, he'd be a doctor, or he can be a lawyer. And he ended up being good at math, so he picked engineering. So he is an <laughs> engineer. Um, he loves to travel around the world and do adventures uh, as long as it's affordable. Bing. We say that because he's apparently a very frugal person. Uh, he gives a few different examples. They 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 give a shot of him picking change <laughs> out of his couch, which is like okay, we, right? Like, which a frugal person track. wouldn't have just have loose change in their couch because they would have kept their eye on that, right? You, you, you take note of every coin that falls out of your pocket. <laughs> Uh, so he says, you know, he doesn't he doesn't want to be extravagant. He doesn't take he doesn't give expensive gifts. Uh, he's talking to his guys, his guy friends. He's like, yeah, I'm going to give her uh, some socks as uh, as gifts. And, you know, it's it, it's given very like, you know, very frugal, very cheap. Uh, and he says he he doesn't he is not extravagant. So that turns off a lot of ladies. So that's why he has been getting a lot of dates claiming he claims. Uh, so he talks about how many degrees he has. He talks about how he has master's degrees. He said, I would give up that master's degree if I could find myself a good woman and lead a happy life. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it feels like. So, OK, I, I, I always see people's behavior with their money as. And I know, I know, I know finances are a big issue, but I, I never see them as a deal breaker. Like the direct comparison I could think of is like season 13 with Mirla. Like she makes the money. She could spend the money frivolously if she wants. And with him, he, he makes his money and he wants to hold on to it for whatever reason. Right. But I don't see that as a knock to how he's going to be as, um, as a husband because it's like, I feel like you grow with the person that you're with. And if she wants, if she wants, there's, there's compromise, you know, like he, he can't be completely set in his ways. Um, if they want to have a healthy marriage. Right. So she wants to have a fancy dinner or she wants to go on a big vacation. Like, okay, yeah, let's, let's figure out how we can make that work where you could still be happy with the amount of money you're holding on to the amount of money you're investing. But I'm also happy as your wife. So, I, you know, I, I, I took this with a grain of salt because Mass loves to dramatize things. That's true. But listen, I, I compared him, you know, to a Jose 2.0. And that was <laughs> an issue for Jose and Rachel in their season about how cheap he was and how he didn't want to go, you know, overseas for a vacation. He wanted, he wanted to drive down to, into a further part of Texas. Uh, so that was an issue in their marriage. Uh, they are no longer together, by the way. Um, <laughs> they yeah, had so other issues too. They had other issues. That's that's yes. true. That's true. But I just I see, you know, like you know, that could be a drive a driving factor to disagreement in their in their marriage. Mm-hmm. I know you. I know you want to paint Ben as a as a rose colored glasses. <laughs> you know, he's a great guy. What a catch! Uh, he's he, my he says, guy this season. Uh, yeah, apparently he says uh, he's been having a tough time on the apps, and everyone has RBF. You, he said RBF, and you know what that stands for? I, I didn't until Mass put up the definition. No, I knew. I was like, why did they put that up for us? That's your man talking about talking about bees. I mean, I, I just gotta say, <laughs> you know? hey, he said RBF rather than saying it. But he only didn't say it because his mommy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were you are. 
feeling exactly how Mavs wants you to feel. They want you to feel like he's a cheap mama's boy and you're buying it. I've fallen for it. I'm sorry. I, I guess I've fallen for it. Uh, so yeah, he he drops the news on his buddies. Uh, they all take it well. They're all happy for him, uh, like a bro would be. Um, so you know, they talk about how you know, yeah, man, you had this girl like that cheated on you for two years, and you know, you, he they talk about how he's so cheap that he brings a peanut butter sandwich. Wait, wait a minute, stop the presses. He eats peanut butter sandwiches for lunch. I think I might like this guy. I might change my mind on him. Me and him got something in common. We eat those peanut butter sandwiches. That, that's taste right there. Uh, so he's talking about that's what he eats for lunch every day: peanut butter sandwich and a banana. Um, you know, they and they let him know, like, listen, you're getting married. You're gonna have to splurge on your wife every now and then. You're gonna have to spend some more money. Now he does say that he, you know, he did talk to Pastor Cal about it, and you know he he's gonna he's gonna try and be willing to compromise on that. But we'll see. Only time will tell. Yeah, he just seems so genuine to me, like to even just bring up Pastor Cal, like he's listening. He's not one of these like people in the past, like let's think of Elijah Wan. He takes anything that experts say with a grain of salt because he thinks he knows better. He did not trust them whatsoever. (laughs) And so it just feels like he's all in. He's really taking this seriously. He really wants to he, he, he wants it to work. And it, I, you know, it's going to take a lot when he sees her and we see if he is attracted to her, if she's attracted to him, if they have chemistry, if, if this is truly going to work. But for me at this point, I see great intentions. OK, well, we, I mean, we'll see. This is very early days. Okay? Right. <laughs> uh, so we'll go to the ladies meetup. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there wasn't really a lot. Of, that, there wasn't a lot of content here. Um, mm-hmm. But Morgan uh, says that she wants to go to Japan with her new husband to visit her family roots. She talks about a couple of different things they have in honor of her family there. Now, when they, when I saw this couple, I said, oh, look at maths. We be in uh, we, we doing the interracial marriages. Uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But then, no, we find out she has Asian heritage. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, maths has to stick with like, you know, uh, uh, for a couple of notable exceptions. It's like we're sticking with the <laughs> the, the, uh, the racial lines together. We're, that's mm-hmm. what we're doing here, uh, which was interesting to me. Um, you know, Alexis uh, comments about Morgan. She says, oh, she's a firecracker at, at this meeting. Uh, Morgan also says, uh, you know, someone that wants to save money and not travel is a deal breaker. <laughs> yes, but he has traveled, so he's not against traveling. Here we, here what, we go. What did he say in the, man, the men's meetup? Where did he go? Uh, he went to volunteer. Oh yeah, he volunteers. He volunteers, uh, you know, with uh, impoverished uh, youth. I think he said, mm-hmm. and he's he's a personal trainer, which is him giving back. I mean, does he not does he not charge for his personal training? <laughs> <laughs> I know because you know he did talk about how you know I'm an engineer, but I really want to do something that was giving back. So I I personal train and I mm-hmm. volunteer. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he like he told the guys about it, and he said he is open to compromise on it. Um, as far as I can recall from the bachelorette party, there wasn't much from Morgan. Oh, she, Morgan she's Morgan the bar. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. up on the bar after Ben says, uh, you know, that strippers are intimidating, and he really hopes his wife isn't into that stuff. Cut to Morgan dancing on the bar at that exact moment that Ben says that. Yeah, <laughs> right. and then, and then uh, so Morgan does say that she wants a man that will initiate, and then we cut to Ben saying, "Well, I mean, if she pounces on me, I'll go for it. But other than that, I don't know." 
So, I mean, we're getting a lot of opposites here. So, I don't Look, know. You- it may be different when he when he sees her, if the traction is there. But, yeah, that did make me nervous. That definitely gave me Michael from yeah. <laughs> last season of, hey, I'm open to it, but if she's the one. <laughs> so, um, I hope may- maybe she'll be vocal and make that clear. Like his mommy told him not to be too presumptuous, <laughs> not not to not to go too far. That when the cameras are gone, she's like, "Do what we like. D- let's do what you want. I'm open to it." Whoa! Okay. <laughs> <No>. All right. <laughs> I just I just hope I just really pray that intimacy is not an issue with them because in his mind he's trying to be as respectful as possible. In her mind, she's like, "You're my husband. Let's let's go." Let's do what married people do. If they, <laughs> if they communicate, that won't be an issue. But if they spend the whole season assuming, well, he hasn't done this, so he's not into me, and she's like, well, whatever, then we're in for some trouble. Yeah, I mean, on the small little preview things that they give us at this point in the season, we did see where she uh, yells at him like, oh, you lied to me or something like that, and then walks away from him. But I think that was only like preview thing we saw because at this point, we get very little about the season until yeah. we get to the point I think we're after like all the weddings are done we get the whole season preview which is a highlight yes. for me of the se- of the season same I thought about that when they did the next time on I was like was this the one and I was like oh no we had to wait till the, the weddings are done yeah so okay uh, that's pretty much it for for uh, Morgan and Ben mm-hmm. not a whole lot of content this episode uh, where are you at ratings wise with them I could see them being a great success or a huge failure. I could see if they don't, if they don't get the opportunity to get to know each other before they make whatever judgment about if this is going to work or not, I could see it crashing and burning. But if they do take the time to know each other, I think there is something there. I don't think that like, Oh gosh, what were the experts thinking? This is going to crash and burn. Like, I feel like i I feel like they were properly matched. However, are they I don't going feel to that be way. Okay. I feel well, differently. okay. So because of that, I'm just going to go three because I need them to meet each other. Um, because we saw so many contrasts. But but why why don't you think they were properly matched? I just feel like he might be a little too nice for her. I don't know. I feel like she needs someone as Why like... Why do nice guys have to finish last? Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> That's what I've been saying for 36 years. Okay? <laughs> N- nice guy talking here. Used to finish last till uh, I met the one, okay? Um, but yeah, I just think that her personality... I just don't think their personalities match. Okay. Right? Like, I think he's very, like, you know, he's a straight-laced kind of guy, very frugal, doesn't seem like he, you know, turns up. She seemed like she turns up. She could turn up, as we saw at the bachelor party. I just don't feel like the personalities match. Now, I'm going to give him a three, because I want to, like I said, I want to see, especially with them, we got so little content with them, I I need to see how they interact to really get into the rating of it, but I'm going to give him a three for now with, you know, it's, it's like a 3.1 3.1 very close <laughs> to being uh you know in the two range yeah uh, but yeah I, I don't i just don't think the personality is going to mesh very well i think if she is the if she's the morgan we saw at the bachelorette party i think there's potential for her to bring him out of his shell because he's comfortable with her i feel like right now he's so nervous but i'm also just 
I just have a soft spot for him and that is skewing all of my opinions. So, <laughs> well, Ben, I mean, San Diego is a long way from Texas, but hey. <laughs> it's probably like a four hour flight. <laughs> hey, only a four hour flight. Both of y'all got the money to make it happen. So, <laughs> cross country flight, not cross country, but you know, you know what I mean. Oh, Quick flight. Yes. Y'all can be together all the time. Yeah, we just have to see how the season turns out. Yeah. <laughs> so Asia, that, that's Morgan and Ben. Where where are you moving to next? So we are going to talk about Mitch and Kristen for a little bit. Because that's all we got was a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah. So Mitch is 41. And how old is Kristen? I didn't catch her age. Uh, Kristen, Kristen, Kristen. Where are you, Kristen? Where are you, Kristen? Where'd you go? Oh shoot! I'm gonna find it. Hold on. Uh, go ahead and start with her. I'm gonna I'm gonna find her. So let's see. Uh, so Dr. Pepper was saying that um, Mitch has the self sufficiency that Kristen is looking for. Um, he is. Is he? Is he the oldest? I. You know that's husband. what I was wondering. Uh, yeah. By the way, Kristen is 32. Okay. Okay. So we got nine year difference. Yeah, here. that's a lot. It uh, is a lot. I, not doing my research, I'm going to say that Mitch is the oldest. Uh, that <laughs> Definitively, he's the oldest. Oh, first sight. That's a, <laughs> educated guest. I feel like when Steve was 38 last season, we were like, oh, Steve is on the much older side of what this usually is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, and Mitch is 41. So yeah, I, I even, do think he's the oldest. Yeah. Uh, like our friend Chappelle says, we're serious journalists. So yeah. definitively from all of our research. <laughs> no, but the, when whenever someone is like late 30s, they make a big deal about it. And yeah. the other one I could think of is Jake from yes. season tw- 12. Uh, 13? 12? Um, 12? Yeah, 12. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. He I think he was 38 too. Yeah, he yeah he wasn't yet forty. So forty one, yeah. he is over forty. Yeah. Um. So I I worry about that with this nine year age difference because thinking about myself as I'm thirty, like if I was with someone that was thirty eight or no thirty nine, I don't know. Like I don't. I mean, that's, I, that's a big age difference. Listen, uh, secret time for Jason. My wife, six years older than me. Okay. Whoa. Okay. And, and that, that in and of itself, see, it is a gap. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's an important gap. Uh, I can't even imagine nine years. Like, that's, yeah. That's a whole different lives. Like, right. <laughs> you grew up different. It's almost a decade apart. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, like you were, yeah. Like when he was in college, she was, She's a middle, middle school. school. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, and I'm sure you, some of y'all out there, if you have big age differences, let us know. DM well, us I mean, how that works. I have a big age difference. It does come into play at times. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, our cultural, our cultural touchstones can be different. Yeah. But you can make that work for you instead of against you. Right. Make it for me personally. It just <laughs> depends on the people. But nine years is a lot. Yeah, that is almost a decade. <laughs> and it also depends on when you meet. Like, true. He didn't meet her when he was, you know, 
24 and she was uh what what would that be 15 mm-hmm. well that that would be a problem absolutely they're they're both grown adults who you would think you know at this point Kristen I mean it certainly seems that Kristen knows who she is and knows what she wants yeah now her decisions sometimes are questionable we'll get to that <laughs> um but yeah it just it seems like you know at this point it may not be that big of a deal they both are who they are they both know what they want they both know what they are yeah exactly um so she we start out with her telling her friends and one of her friends actually looks like Mia from Dallas from the Dallas season <laughs> did you, did I didn't you? clock that but I, okay. I can see it in my head like yeah I think yeah yeah I, can, I meant I can to text that. you beforehand to say keep a lookout for one of Kristen's friends looks Look just out. what like if Mia, Mia try to sneak back onto the show right, like, <laughs> right. um so Krista talks about how she was like spooning with her dog Luna and was like, yeah, I was just thinking about that and now I'm so sick. Oh, we're going to get into all the dog and cat content. Yes. I know that I know that for us that's a, that's a big deal. Right. Morgan did have a cat. Um so we find out that Kristen when she was 23 um she she met her ex-fiance at her apartment building. They dated for five and a half years. They planned a wedding. And she spent her entire life savings on this wedding. Paid. It, they're preparing. They're ready to go. Before the wedding, her his mistress approached her and said they had been sleeping together for six months. Listen, I, I, I appreciate you for letting me know. But I mean, you couldn't have done this earlier. <laughs> we two weeks away from the wedding. I spent six all my months. money. I spent all my dang money on this thing. You could, you could have, you could approach me before the deposits were all put in. Like, You're like mad at her. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, we, we, it's cool what you said. So, I mean, it's not cool that you would sleep with my man that you probably knew was right. with me. But I'm saying you could have, you could have gave me the heads up earlier. It you know, probably was one of those things where he was constantly telling her, I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it. And then the yeah. pro- wedding was getting closer and closer. She's like, no, you're not going to end it. Okay, I'm going to say something. Yeah, but she met him while he was sleeping, while he was living on the couch of her neighbor. Yeah. Which should have been the first tip off. Like, the, <laughs> you know, the TLC song, We Don't Want No Scrub. Like, that's that's yeah. uh, that, that's what we're looking at here. She saw flags, but she didn't see what color they were. She was just oh. like, ah. I am colorblind. <laughs> those are, those green flags? Those green flags? Right. No, 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 those no, are those green. Are I can help him. <laughs> <laughs> I can change him. Right. Um, so, n- naturally, the wedding was called off, and uh, her and her friends went to the destination wedding anyway um, because the money was already spent. And she said she had the time of her life. But that this is a big story. Um, which could definitely have a part in trust. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we have a lot of failed uh engagements and proposals this season. Maybe more yeah. than maybe more than any other season. We usually have somebody that, you know, we had one or two like well, last season we had two, I think, failed engagement slash proposals with Alyssa uh-huh. and Lindsay. Um but yeah, this is a inordinate amount of failed uh, proposals and marriages. Yes. I think there's like yeah. four different people in this season that have a failed proposal slash marriage. Right. And mass is their last stop. <laughs> That's a desperation stop. Like, I, I, I tried yeah. every other way. So now I have to do married at first sight. Naturally. Yeah. Um, 
she is the oldest of three girls. So she's the old, oldest sibling. Um, her parents divorced when she was 14. And another major plot point for her. Whereas like everyone else, we learned so much about them as people. With Kristen, it's more so about things that have happened that kind of like, it's kind of like if you watch Big Brother, kind of like the Becky of Big Brother 17, where she was hit by a train. And <laughs> that that's was, her, that was her character. That's, yeah, that's her character. She was hit by a train. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and she's here to to live to tell to live another day and to talk about it. So she's here like, to get train train sound effects played whenever she's right, on screen, right? Because they did not stress who she is as a person at all. Because this next plot point that they're going to focus on, I'm sure the next couple of episodes, is that she has not told her dad about this and will not tell him until he shows up to the wedding. Uh, as <laughs> As a father, <laughs> if my imagine. child, imagine, she would not be living on this earth <laughs> if she did this to me. <laughs> what in the uh, world? She said, she said, I told him to be at X time, at X date, just at up. X place, looking nice. Looking, looking nice is different. Than, like, uh, like, dad, just, just show up looking nice. Like, just as a hypothetical. Like, say that you were, like, giving your daughter away at her wedding. Like, that's the type of attire. I'm not saying it's that. But that's just the type of attire that that you should be in. (laughs) This is a a for example. It's just, like, there's no way that can go over well unless he just doesn't care. And he's just like, you do what you want to do. But from the sounds of it, they're close. Yeah. And you know what she explains? Like she quote unquote explains it a little bit on after party. She yeah. gives these like really terrible like excuses where she's like, "Well, you know, we were kind of playing phone tag a lot. I tried to get in contact with him, but he, I just missed his call. He missed mine. And I'm really a better explainer in person than on the phone <laughs> anyway. So I just figured, you know, just wait until we're together. And that like you should you should get on a plane, train, drive your car." If you can't get him on the phone, get to him however you have to get to him to tell him this news, if that's what you want to do. But what like, is this catfish? You can't figure out how to talk to someone? Like, it's just impossible? Right, no, right. she didn't want to. She was she was nervous. She was, you know, I, I can, in my life, be a procrastinator and leave things until the very last minute. This, <laughs> that mm-hmm. kind of feels like what this is. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait. Like, I, like you get to a day, you're like, I'm going to call my dad tomorrow and tell him this. The day comes, like, mm, you know what? I can do that tomorrow. <laughs> and then like, we just get to the window, like, yep, it's just going to be today. That's just mm-hmm. going to be. But yeah, I, I just think she was very nervous to tell him. She obviously has a yeah. very close relationship with him. And I just think that she is terrified to tell him. That's it, literally. Like she's afraid to hear what he was gonna think. She like should have been what Justin did with his brother. Um, she just doesn't have to have because she knows like okay, I'm doing this on my wedding day. We have very limited amount of time because we got to get the show on the road, so we can't talk about this all day. And, and like <laughs> he and can't I mean, change my mind. Yeah, and from like from the preview for next episode, like Dad looks like he's just coming like a regular blue button up, like you know, yeah. business casual. <laughs> I mean, you said look nice. This is my version of nice jeans yeah. and a button up. And now, you're gonna, now you want me to walk you down the aisle, like, in in my jeans and button up. 
great. Yeah. So that's Kristen. Now we have her, these these stories uh, or these experiences have sh- shaped who she is to us and in um, through the maths lens of what they want us to know, at least. Um, then we switch gears to Mitch. And so we found out that his dad passed away in 2014. Um, so it's really important for him to have his family close. So he got his family together over Zoom. And uh, like he's talking it like it's his mom. And I guess like maybe one of his siblings, because the, there were little girls on there who are his nieces. And his mom was like, these girls need cousins. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it was a sister, his sister on the Zoom with his mom. And then his brother was next to him. Yes, yes. Um, so what we find is, so he's going to tell them. So what we find out about him is that he loves the ocean. He loves to surf. Um, we find out in the guys meeting that like he works for a nonprofit environmental organization. Like he, like the plastic situation really grinds his gears. Really spoke um, to him when he was surfing and saw all that plastic in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, his longest relationship, he said, has been two to three years, which I'm like, that's oh, that's kind of a long time. That ain't bad. Like he was saying that, like it was like a only situation. Yeah, like you gotta like, be dating no. somebody for ten years before you actually marry them. Like no, right. like, years isn't that bad. Right. That's like the sweet spot for when you start thinking about engagement if you haven't right. already. Um, he did say he has commitment issues. His parents divorced when he was three. Um, so this is a great idea for someone with commitment absolutely. issues. Absolutely, because he's being forced to commit. Can't back out. So there was a couple of people that said this, like, I'm doing this because this is gonna force me to get married. Like that's that's not that's what you not want. What <laughs> you <laughs> do. That's not it. Cause this because we've seen multiple times, uh, people can just walk away from this. It's that easy. Like so yeah. no one is this is not a forcing thing. Like you can exactly. walk away and you're gonna find that when you get married, it's like, oh, you know what? I can walk away from this. Right. Walk away. Like if someone has to force you to be like committed, maybe this isn't the time for you to get married. Maybe you gotta still work on yourself a little bit before you get married. I know you're 41. Right. But uh but this maybe take a more time. <laughs> maybe you're just meant to be single, Mitch. You can right. adopt kids. It's cool. Exactly. Um and I mean, guys, there's no age limit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um uh he he did tell us he was a manny for his oldest niece. Um, and he does point out that his, you know, his brother doesn't think he's ready for marriage, but he thinks he's a good guy. Uh, well, he doesn't point that out. His brother points it out. His brother says that he's not ready yeah. for marriage. His, his brother was though. throwing him under the bus. Like, uh, yeah. he ain't ready for this. <laughs> right. <laughs> he does say he's the type of person to the, to like cause a scene at a cafe if they don't fill his cup up all the way. And I was like, wait, where is this coming from? <laughs> yeah, Mitch. Uh, Mitch seems like kind of an a hole. Like, uh, yeah, seems, a little, like, seems, what? seems a little arrogant, and uh, like you know, I, I'm nervous for if she comes and moves into his house, or they move into the apartment together, and she brings in like some plastic uh, mm-hmm. stuff. He might have a fit. He might just throw all of her stuff out. I don't know. Right? Like, why are you using real straws? Why aren't you using paper straws? I don't know. <laughs> um. So. Let's see. When the men met up, Mitch, um, he said he feels pressured to like who they chose. I'm, yeah, they <laughs> you trusted them to choose a wife for you. I'm hoping you like like that. That's the goal. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, what? 
I think Mitch had maybe my most red flags of all the guys. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. Like, oh, well, he said there, well, that's not good. Like, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I mean, I think they, they put that in there as like another, like, oh, like we, we can, re- we can reference back to this mm-hmm. when Mitch sees his new wife and is not impressed, which yeah. uh, we get a little scene in the previews that that might be the case. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a thing. Yeah. And then, then the women's meetup, Kristen said she's most concerned that like, okay, if it's a guy that's in his late thirties, early forties, then I'm going to wonder why you've been single for so long. Yep. That's like, well, <laughs> there we go. Cause you're dealing with an a-hole. Oh gosh. So I'm nervous about that because that, that just like automatically she's going to question why he's 41 and uh, doing yeah, but I mean, they did. They did give us a positive. Uh, they said, Kristen said, you know, I don't, I don't need him to be a millionaire. I just need to be passionate about yes. what he does. And Mitch is, is very passionate about what he does. So true. that's good. That is true. Um, and then let's see the bachelor at party. Kristen didn't really stand out to be at the bachelor party. Did you get anything for her? Uh, for Kristen, no, I got nothing. Yeah. Oh, she says that she will not get cold feet. She's confident she's not gonna get cold feet. She's gonna be ride or die, no matter what. Okay. Um. So and then we and we we uh we kind of see the opposite side of that where Mitch is at the bachelor party and his bro is saying like you know so you know that you're gonna have to like you know kind of compromise and like you know maybe you're not gonna get everything you want. You know it's not gonna be as black and white as you're used to. And then Mitch's like, yeah, we'll see. You know, I don't think I'm really quite ready for that to be a comp- someone that compromises yet. Like he said that out of his mouth. So it's like, okay, that's that's another right. thing for you there, Mitch. Oh gosh. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm very I'm torn on these two. Um I I know we do see in the next time on that she's Kristen is gonna be having that conversation with her dad, so yeah, these two are a mess. Like, uh, they, I feel like I feel like their personalities could work with each other because mm-hmm. they both seem to be like kind of, uh, you know, snarky, sarcastic, maybe with like a, a you know a darker sense of humor. Like, I think they both have good sense of humors. I think that will match with each other. Mm-hmm. But I think Mitch might be a little, you know, too arrogant, too a holy for her. I think that might turn her off. Um, yeah. What, well, so, one thing they did talk about on the kickoff special was they felt the most solid about them. They're like, I think this couple's a good match. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out why. I mean, I, I guess I could see a world where that could happen because mm-hmm. it just seems like, like I said, the personalities I think might mesh together, but he just mm-hmm. might be, he might be too much of an a-hole for her. That would be the only thing. And he doesn't seem to be attracted to her from what we saw in the preview, so that could be a thing for him as well. Yeah, but I think it, 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 there's a chance it could work. Um. All right. So, where would you rate them? I'm gonna put them at a three, just because I haven't seen enough yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna do a three as well, just for lack of content, lack of strong feelings one way or another. Like the things that are shocking to us about the things that he said may work work for her in just right. normal setting. Because I know he said like his humor is a little different for people. Yeah, like, and he was the, the one that said that. 
You know, on the after party, Justin was like, "Yeah, Mitch is an interesting guy. He's got kind of yeah. a dark, uh, kind of a dark personality." <laughs> if someone said you have a dark personality, that's that's a that lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that that makes me nervous for Mitch. Uh, and right. Gets, uh, matched up with Mitch. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So where are we headed next? We are going to go with, uh, I mean, you know, it's not a secret. I think that Nate and Stasha and uh, Justin Alexis got the most content. Yeah. So uh, Miguel and Lindy are another one that got barely anything throughout the episode. (laughs) Which is so funny because this episode was three hours. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) that's interesting. Uh, So we have Lindy, uh, who was 29. Her Chiron is that she's an adventurous overthinker. Um, I do believe she's a physical therapist uh, as her occupation. Um, You know, like I said, not much. Uh, she's she's with her friends at the restaurant. All her friends are very smiley. Uh, all they're they're all excited when she tells them. Those uh, wine flights they had looked kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she says she's a very awkward person, and that she's a she's a big time overthinker. And then she overthinks whether or not she's an overthinker in her uh, little little interviews in the confessional chair. Uh, she tells us that she grew up very sheltered, uh, and she was raised as a Seventh Day Adventist. Uh, who apparently have very strict uh, kind of like thoughts and feelings about uh, you know what you do in your life. You know, she she wasn't even allowed to dance as a kid. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know there are people out there that are probably seven day Adventists that listen to this. I do. I did have an ex who was, and it did play a major part in our relationship at the time because he was practicing, and uh, it was a situation where like you, they don't do. They believe like from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown is a day of rest. Um, it's a very, like, it's a lot more, um, I guess, uh, kind of how Lindy described it. There are, I guess, maybe rules are a lot stricter than uh, just like uh, another denomination, or I guess, uh, I don't know how you would describe it, of uh, just another denomination of Christianity. Um, but she's not practicing anymore. So, but it was very interesting to hear that because I did not know that about like, what she's saying like she couldn't dance yeah and you know she talks about how that the be that being the way she was raised has really affected her dating life um so you know she usually picks men that are you know emotionally unavailable and not ready to commit 
uh, talks about how she wants a real man. Uh, you know, she heard her friends comment and she says, you know, your emotions can be really heightened. So you'll need someone that's going to be able to talk you down and not, and not escalate with you, which is like, Oh, Oh no. Like that's not good. Like, right. If your friends are saying that about you, that's a problem. <laughs> like, right. I, we, we really need someone that's going to be able to talk you down. Like, like, are you a child? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, and they did point out at the beginning, like she needs a man, not a boy. Yeah. And I was like, I'm wondering what they're going to, or I guess what in her eyes would are characteristic of a boy versus a man? Because what we see from Miguel, some people might paint that as like yeah. a boy, and some people might just paint that as his passion. You know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Out the pins. Could it be an issue? Uh, <laughs> so her friends say it. You know, you, you are emotional, but you always mean well. I mean that that that's great that you mean yes. well. But uh, come, like you should be able to <laughs> to bring yourself down. I think that's a sign of maturity. Yes. is to not need someone to talk you down. Like, yeah, <laughs> that should not be one of your characteristics. Like that, that your friends say about you, right? Uh, so that's you know that's our introduction to Lindy. Um, then we get introduced to Miguel. Uh, Miguel is thirty five. Uh, he is a starry eyed scribe because he likes to write poems and short stories. Now you have been right. That's your man. Mm-hmm. Miguel is my guy. Okay. Me and Miguel, we're some potty co, right? <laughs> we're both nerds. Uh, we both like comic books, video games. I'm not. I'm not big in. I'm not into D and D. Just getting hooked up with the uh, post show recaps Discord. They play a lot of D and D in there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like Mitch is, seems like a really nice guy. Uh, he, he meets up at a comic book store where he plays D and D with his buddies, and they've dressed him. Uh, now, do you think he actually dresses up in this costume when he's not? Uh, filming a tv show or did the, the tv I show don't like i think so yeah was it, like it was a very interesting assortment of of dressing up because it was like okay he dressed up like he had the bear hat he had something mm-hmm. else but then someone else just had like just the ears and then one of the guys looked like he wasn't dressed up at all so it was like was this a subtle yeah, I mean, something that I do know about D and D is that there are people that will dress up as their character because you have to make a character in the game. Mm-hmm. So they might dress up as a character. I don't know. I don't know if, if Miguel goes this 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 much out every time he does D and D. I would imagine I, it's mostly for the TV show. Right. Right. Uh, so you know, his friends are talking to him about uh, his relationships as you know, as he finishes, uh, you know, dropping the news that he's gonna be married at first sight. Uh, one of his friends says, you know, one of your issues is that you really kind of force relationships that you are obviously uh, not the right fit for you, uh, and you know, you kind of you're kind of these relationships where you you like to you like to avoid the red flags, you like just act like they're not there. Like when you find bad text messages, uh, you know, on your partner's phone from you know, a few different times that are obviously a deal breaker as should be a deal breaker, but you keep the relationship going. Uh, as buddy also says, you know, you really don't have any barriers. Like, drag him. Why don't you? Uh, yeah. They really throw him under the bus here. It's like, yeah. you really have no barriers. And that's kind of a bad thing. You need some barriers, some boundaries. Uh, you know, he, you know, he tells us that, you know, in his little package, he says he's a, he's a dork. He's, you know, a lover. He's a fighter. He's a jock and a hopeless romantic. Uh, he loves writing short stories and poems, those fantasy, sci-fi, comic books, video games, D&D. Uh, but he's not just a nerd. He's he's a smart nerd. 
He has a PhD in neuroscience, but he gave it up to be a medical writer. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I want to check out his LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, He also talks about how when he was 10 years old, uh, you know, he moved to Puerto Rico with his dad and his mom ended up leaving the family. And from that day on, he's had this pattern of women just leaving him. So uh, we got we got some some mommy issues with Miguel, it seems like, Uh, you know, he always feels like he puts in the most effort in his relationships. And, you know, he feels like he needs he really wants someone that's a good listener and and someone that that really cares about him. It just seems like he's a guy that's been unlucky in love. Like I I would compare him mostly to Mark, I think, uh, from last season. Mm hmm someone that's been used and someone that really wants to find like, you know, someone that will love him as much as he loves them. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Um, like they, they just want love. Like that's all they're looking for. And they just been dealt a bad hand, uh, all these years. Um, you said like Mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a better yeah, I thought when I was watching the episode, I did have a comparison in mind, but I it slipped in my mind who I was thinking about. Um, Maybe a Jake from. Uh, yeah, from well, actually, I was thinking Jake because I'm like, Jake had his passions and his interests, and just because Haley wasn't attracted to him and couldn't get behind those interests, it just crashed and burned. Whether she like really got to know him, she could have seen that he had a good heart. Um, that makes me want to check on Jake. Right. <laughs> you okay, Jake? <laughs> right. I haven't seen him on Instagram in a while. Um, uh, yeah, we, we get some some yeah. concerned friends that say they just hope that you know he doesn't get matched with someone that's gonna take advantage of him because that's right. been an issue for him in his past. Uh we did get Cal saying that uh they matched Lindsay and Miguel because they both crave someone with emotional intelligence uh that will really hang in there with this relationship. And Miguel's calm nature will help put Lindy's mind at ease. And Miguel's overloving will satisfy Lindy's desire for someone to give their all. Uh, Lindy's desire. Sorry. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about that part where um, he was talking about how he liked fantasy and the producer goes, well, has that man- manifested itself in your life sexually? Oh, uh, we always got to bring it there. Like, I'm like, and the, and they they made sure we heard that question. Like the producer's voice on the episode saying this, and Miguel's like, "Well, no, I'm pretty vanilla, but I'm not yeah. boring." <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's something interesting about that. We had a few times this episode. We did hear the producer uh, in a couple different instances, and I mm-hmm. did notice on the matchmaking um, special. A couple times, once they got the news from either Pastor Cal or Dr. Pepper, that they referenced their producer. Like they would say, you know, as Cal's or Pepper's walking away, it's like, oh, God, thank you guys so very much. Like directly talking to a producer. Mm. We even saw our producer um, on camera in Justin's uh, package for the matchmaking because there's a little time after uh, Pastor Cal leaves and he's like talking to the the producer, like, thank you guys so very much. Like, you told me you get you helped me out, and you did, you really did. Mm-hmm. You see the person on, on this. I wonder if they're really transitioning to showing us a little bit more behind the scenes, right? Like breaking that fourth wall because we did even even at Justin and uh, Alexis's wedding, we saw behind Alexis the producer, like on like you saw the cameraman, and then the producer had her phone out 
like recording. Yeah. I, you know, maybe it was such a big hit with Alyssa last, uh, right. last season. I was like, we need more of that. Like, right. Like, we need some on-screen like, credit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I was wondering if that's a if that's a, a thing that's going to be happening now. I just thought that was an interesting little. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, so uh, boy, Miguel and Lindy didn't get much from them. Uh, we did get at the at the women's meetup. We get uh, Alexis seemingly does not uh, enjoy <laughs> Lindy very much. Uh, she says that she's a. She's kind of a lot. She talks a lot. Alexis, like, well, you know, I talk a lot too, but you know. Right. Not, maybe not as much as this lady. Which, uh, yeah, which is just so weird for them to point out that Alexis, who, you know, we'll talk about next, but Alexis has an issue with how much Lindy talks, like relevancy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's, let's not be too, too, too hurtful to Lindy. Uh, Lindy does say that she needs an assertive man. And, uh, you know, that she has walked over men before if they can't hold their ground. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, boy, Miguel might be in for a pickle. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's another instance of where, like, uh, we see where we get the one instance of, like, Lindy's like, I need someone to hold the ground. Then we flash to Miguel, uh, where Miguel talks about how he's overly sensitive and sometimes he really sweats the small stuff. Mm-hmm. And he shares one of his poems with the guys. Now, unfortunately, I didn't get I didn't slow it down. I did. I oh, did. here we go. Yes. So. Edition of Miguel's poem from Asia. <clears throat> everyone, everyone get your lighters out. Get them over <laughs> right. I'm too in it to see otherwise. Too interwoven in the fabric of my own lies. How do I keep sight of the forest for the trees when I'm too preoccupied with the water to nourish the leaves? Yes, <laughs> it's giving. <laughs> he performed this when he met the guys for the first time. The looks on their faces were priceless. Right? This was like off the dome. Like, this is my best piece of work. I have it memorized. I'm ready to perform. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, we get to the bachelor party where Lindy is like, you know, Lindy is, is in another world with all these ladies that are dancing around. She's like, I've never seen this. I've literally never been to a dance. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like, this is a lot for me. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. How. She, she literally didn't know how to dance and explaining it on the dance floor to where Kristen has to ask, well, what religion was it by chance? Like, can you explain? Oh, seven day Adventist. This is in the middle of dancing at the bachelorette party. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was pretty much it. I don't think we got much from Miguel at the bachelor party. No. Um, unless you have something. but No, I didn't. Um, all right. So, what are you thinking for ratings for Miguel and Lindy? Yeah, so I could see Lindy... Like, I could see if Miguel was matched with someone else, then not... Like let's say Miguel's match with like a randomly like okay a Haley because if we're if we're comparing him with Jake, I could see her not giving him a chance. But I feel like Lindy is the type of woman who is willing to give it a chance. She's willing to fill it out and get to know him. Like there's no way with the amount of talking that she's done, she would not try to do as much talking as she can to at least get to know him. Um. So. So I think I think there's a chance it could work. I'm just a little nervous about Miguel and 
what that interaction is like. Like I literally cannot picture them interacting and talking to each other. So I'm going to go ahead because Miguel gives me so much pause, not so much Lindy. I'm going to go ahead and give them a two. Wow. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. I'm a, I mean, I'm going to give them a three because I don't mm-hmm. have nothing for yet. Um, yeah, I can I can see her being like steamrolling him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe being upset about how, you know, sensitive he is. Yeah. But I would tend to think that this might work for some reason. It's just a feeling I get. Mm-hmm. And that they might be our boring couple of the season. Oh. I'm wondering. Yeah, but I'm gonna give him a three for now. It's in it's like a three point six <sighs> uh, up to a four. But yeah, I'm gonna give him a three for now. But we'll see what happens down the road. All right, there we go. So that, that leaves two, us with one three. couple left. The big one couple, the big the big episode. We got their wedding. Yes, and I wonder why they chose to start like they have them as the first wedding. I wonder if it was because of the situation with his brother. Or what? Like why they were the special ones. Um, but let's get into it. We have Alexis and Justin. Alexis is 29. Justin is 33. Um, and Dr. Pepper says that they're both looking for a spouse to cater to them. And I was like, is that true? Because from the kickoff special, it mainly seemed like just, I mean, and she said it a little bit here too, was Justin is looking for a cheerleader. Someone who can just mm-hmm. like root him on and um, be there for him, but it didn't so, so much show that uh, Alexis wanted that the, the same for her. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it feels like Alexis can do her own cheerleading. I think. Yeah, but, uh, I don't <laughs> exactly. think she needs anyone to cheerlead for her. Yeah. Um. So we we get his side of it first, which is different because for all the other couples, they start out with the woman. And so for Justin, we find out that his brother raised him from age 14 to 19. Um, he wants someone who wants him or he he's looking more so for um, he wants to feel something mentally <laughs> because he hasn't been getting that. He thinks that women look at him like he's a piece of meat. He He's like, as soon as they meet him, they are wondering about what he's working with. He said this a few times. He and did. It's like, it think, probably happened one time, and he's like, yeah. "Oh no." <laughs> I, I think Dolph protests too much because, like, you keep saying this. Like, how many times has it actually happened to you, Justin? Because I, I just don't, I, I don't. See, I mean, I'm sure that people are like intrigued by this like freakishly tall man they see, but I don't mm-hmm. think that people are just looking to get at you just to like, he, like he said, want to see what he's working with. I just don't, I don't think that would happen a lot. Right. Like maybe like he's having a conversation with a woman and it seems like there's not much substance. And so he makes that assumption or one woman has has admitted that 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 what she was interested in. And then from then on, he was just like suspicious that that every woman had that in the back of their mind. Um, But, you know, there's that. So he is six, eight. He said he was five, three in the third grade. Yeah, he he is a ginormous man. <laughs> yes, six eight. Which, yes, that that is tall. Um, which when we get into Alexis, she said time and time and time again how she wanted a tall man. Careful what you wish for. Right. Uh, we find out that he was engaged before, 
and they split one month before the wedding because the way he explains it is basically she was looking for a sugar daddy. She wanted someone who was 55, but they were 25. And he's like, I mean that. And like he, she would want someone who is where they are in their career at 55 rather than where they are now. I need, to, I, I, I need uh, the woman in question. Yes. <laughs> To, to take the find out to find out the <laughs> the story here, because Justin's Justin's side of the story doesn't add up a lot for me. It seems like it feels like he's oversimplifying because if that's the case, you would have broken up long before one month before the wedding, right? So I'm I'm gonna need a little more info because this this isn't ringing true to me. Like this feels like you're trying to pin the issue on the woman. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure if we asked the the woman in question that we would get a whole different reasoning. Right. It could have been like an argument leading up to the wedding. Money, finances came into it. And then like, that's what he took away. Like that was his, his lessons learned from, from their breakup. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he's like, he, he didn't exactly get the real reason. Right. Um, he's been celibate for a year and a half. He's just tired of women looking at him like a piece of meat. So he decided to be celibate. Um, and he's telling his brother about this. And his brother, it, um, his brother and his brother's wife. And his brother is like, Why are you rushing to get married? And he's like, Justin starts crying. He's like, Well, I didn't oh. expect you. I, I expected you to be more excited. I didn't expect this reaction. And his brother's like, You just told me this information. Like, <laughs> You just find this on us. You are breaking down just <laughs> talking to your brother about this. You're going to have a time, my my friend. <laughs> yeah. You are going to have issues. Like this is not the thing for you to do, Justin. This is not a good idea. Turn back now. You just crying talking to your brother, who yes. is understandably a little skeptical because you're just now telling him, like he does, his brother did not know that he was in this married first sight process at all. At yes, all. for y'all to be close, you would think like you'd be like, "Hey, just so you know, I applied for this thing." Like it wouldn't be the first time he's ever hearing this information, right? So then he's like, "Oh, I thought you'd just be super stoked for me." Like you, you thought just you bringing this information to me <laughs> right now that you're getting married to a complete stranger in two weeks. I, I had no time to digest this information. Right. You just think I would be just jumping for joy. Yep. You're wrong. And I am I am firmly in uh Donnell's camp for like <laughs> this whole episode. Right. Um then we switch gears to Alexis. She's playing some football with her guy friends. Uh we find out from her that she's been proposed to three times. Uh she says she's pretty transparent. She's always wanted to be a wife. Um, she's like her mom treats her dog, uh, Newton, like a grandchild because she's like, uh, y'all ain't giving me nothing else. Relatable content for Asia. Oh, absolutely. When I went to when I went to Europe, so I went to Amsterdam, Paris, and London. When I went a couple weeks ago for two weeks, I drove my dog Pepper to Dallas. I live in Houston. I drove her to Dallas to drop her off with my mom. I drove back, took my flight, came back. And then we met halfway um, when I came back so I can get Pepper. So she wasn't just going to be I'm taken. Sure mom didn't somewhere. Give her up. She didn't. She was like texting me like, I, I miss her already. <laughs> <laughs> they really uh, they really bonded. Um, so, yes, this is totally relatable. She said her mom gives Newton bath, baths and um, 
So they have a great relationship. So she 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 is going to be the dog mom this season. She's our Jasmina of this season. Yeah. With her dog. Um she's Justin issued, has a dog as well, Maya. Yes, he does. He does. Um and so she is it's one thing we find out she's the youngest of three girls. So she says she she says she's spoiled. And her parents got divorced when she was 18. And she just wants to give her love to a fine, tall man. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, we, we, we come to Alexis as she's, you know, playing with uh, with some of her friends, playing football, with some of her friends on like, uh, you know, the beach or whatever. Uh, you know, she's like a real, real, uh, as people would call it, I guess, a, a guy's girl. Mm-hmm. She may even like describe herself that way. She's very Alexis is a very fun personality. I just don't know what it would be like to be married to to that. Yeah, like I can't. I just I don't know. Like once this all settles down from the hype of uh, marrying a stranger, what does that look like? Uh, because the one thing that I took away from her friends telling her when she told them the news was they were like, "You need to work on your delivery." Yeah. So that tells me that she speaks in a way of just like. I'm going to get it out how I want to get it out, but I don't really have a regard for how you're going to receive it. Right. And they said that, you know, she needs a strong man to, uh, to keep her like in check when she gets crazy. Like, <laughs> Oh no, like, Oh, this is not good. <laughs> and, uh, and not that crying is a sign of weakness, but the, the, the terms in which Justin cried, was Justin Justin's <laughs> gonna like, curl up into a ball and cry on the floor if she looks at him the wrong way. I don't right. know if he's gonna be what guy that's gonna be able to keep her in check when she gets crazy, as her friend said. Right. Like crying when you tell your brother the news because he's not happy for you is different than like if Justin were to cry when she walked down the aisle. Yeah, uh yeah. And Alexis is another one that says that she's doing this maths uh, to stop herself from getting in her own way. Another person needs to be forced into doing this. Yeah. Which is again, huge red flag. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, this this is, <laughs> this is a, on a flaming ship of, of, of bad. <laughs> That's like, it's literally like, I don't buy like I, I don't buy like I guess it, what people might think of like junk food, like a bunch of chips and stuff. I don't buy it and bring it to my house because I'm like, I'm forcing myself to like eat healthier, right? But if I burst into your house <laughs> and had a just armfuls of chips and cookies and put them down to your counter and said, all right, absolutely, you eat them right now. I would go that- ham. Yeah, you 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 tear it up. So right. that's what that's that's the uh, that's the dilemma that Alexis is facing. Someone's burst <laughs> to her house with a husband and say, "You're gonna marry this man right now." <laughs> that's what the show was doing that she signed up for, by the way. <laughs> right, she went through a whole process. Um, but Pastor Cal thinks that they can balance each other out. Um, there's, so. a, there's, there's a whole balancing out thing again that we hear from Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper all the time. This yep. is the thing they say when they put two totally opposite people together. Yeah. Which it, more often than not doesn't work, guys. Like exactly. <laughs> maybe you should look for more compatibility than more of opposites. Like right. Yeah. And like he wants kids and she wants kids. So this will be a great Perfect. pairing. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> it's like what? There are so many more things that go into a, a, a relationship 
than than that. Um, but we go to the guys meetup, and you know, Justin says the thing about women. You know, they just see one. They want to see what he's packing, and Mitch was a little bit surprised by this. He's like, I didn't expect him to say that. <laughs> I don't think any of us did there, Mitch. Right. Um, but then the women meet up, like we said, Alexis had those feelings about Lindy, but in terms of her sharing her own wants and needs, she just talks about her three proposals. And the the other women kind of they're like, Hey, she she says what she wants. She is she is has a very bold personality. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, she talks about how she, she was, she turned down all those proposals because she had this great, weird idea of what marriage was. And she just didn't think that she was right for it, that she could make the real commitment. So she really just kind of ran away as mm-hmm. opposed to, <clears throat> as opposed to trying, you know, to have a happy marriage because she didn't think that she could do it. Yeah. But according to her, she's really worked on herself. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, she should be good now. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the bachelorette party and uh, Alexis had a great time. She's dancing on the pole. She's twerking um, on the, the some other person that was there, maybe one of her friends. And then um, she she has a confessional once again about Lindy, about how, you know, outside of marrying a stranger, uh, we don't have anything in common. That's okay. They did not cast y'all for y'all to all have something in common. This is not about y'all becoming friends. The focus <laughs> is you and your husband. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're not going to bring it up, so I will. Uh, you're, you're too, you know, you're, you're not the type of person to bring this up, but we had talk <laughs> about uh, genitalia and the way that it was presented. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and Alexis was so freaked out by a certain way that a certain person's genitalia would be. Now, I just thought like, like I was thinking to myself, like, oh God, are we going to like flash to Justin at the bachelor party? Right. Like telling <laughs> like, somebody. How that even come up? <laughs> yeah, telling somebody about his penis, like in the way it is. Like, I was like, I, I really hope we're not going to flash to like some so in true seeing, mass fashion, I definitely thought that that's what it was about to happen. Yeah, I was like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Justin going to tell and why is he going to tell this person that? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I, yeah, what what a combo. Because I, I don't know why that came up, why they <laughs> felt like that had to be a group discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So at the bachelor party, um, Justin's not into the strippers. He said not at all. he won't even look at them at all. He was like, "I'm engaged. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't look at them that way." He's got this woman grinding up on him. He's just like, "Nope, don't want it." Right? Can't even. <laughs> right. I don't really look at you. Not interested. <laughs> yep, that's it. And then uh, his brother shows up, or his brother's there for the bachelor yeah. party, right? He has this talk with his brother and his brother does not think he's ready to be married. And Justin was like, well, I'm not trying to prove anything to you. He's like, well, I'm just giving you my opinion. And Justin says, hey, I'm a grown man. (laughs) I can do what I want. And his brother has had enough at this point. 
He said he's he's acting like a little B word and he's walking away. And Justin's like, all right, then bye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you like, you know, as as I like to say, like, if you have to say that you are something, it's more likely that you're not really acting that way. Like, I'm a grown man. Like, right. OK, <laughs> For, like, OK, like, obviously, Justin, you know, I just the scene where he cries when he's talking to his brother really echoes in my head. And we've seen a lot of MAFs men cry at certain times. Most of them cry like on the wedding day. Mm-hmm. Justin is two weeks out. He's yeah. already cried over a conversation. So I fear that Justin, number one, may not be ready for marriage in particular. Mm-hmm. And number two, definitely may not be ready to be married to somebody like Alexis. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, we have we have a lot more of them, so we'll, we'll get into a little more of that later. Uh, but yeah, th- this was a this was an interesting scene of you know Justin just kind of bristling against his brother, who's only trying to really trying to look out for his brother because he knows his brother or he thinks he knows his brother. It was an interesting uh, after party moment where um, Rudy uh, talked to Justin and said, "So what? Like, what's a little more of the backstory?" With, about you know your failed engagement and everything that happened after that and your brother and he tells he tells Rudy that you know well after the failed engagement we we were planning on moving to Colorado uh he, he and his uh his fiance apparently they were in college when they all this was happening and they said right after college we were going to move to Colorado mm-hmm. he said I decided to move there by myself I was there for four and a half years and then I came back and Justin does mention in the beginning of his of their of his segment that he's been in San Diego for like seven months. So I think he's just come back off of this four and a half years of being away. So I think Justin's thought is like, you know, you don't really know how much I've matured, how much mm-hmm. I've grown. Like you don't know. I am ready for this. He's trying. I, I think he just he spends a lot of his time trying to convince his brother that he's ready for it but I think if you're trying so hard to convince someone you're ready for it that might mean you're not ready for it (laughs) exactly exactly Um, but hey he said he doesn't have to prove his brother anything yeah (laughs) but uh, let's see we do the wedding dress shopping she doesn't really know what she's looking for she's like I just know I want a wedding dress and it's kind of an interesting choice so she ends up picking like wasn't your typical wedding dress style um but she loved it <laughs> yeah she mentions like it's kind of in between of like a wholesome and like kind of a freaky dress right. and she that'll be kind of the the barometer of what her her, uh, her her new husband is right right um and then the tux shopping he said he has ptsd from his previous engagement um and his brother and his nephew are or his nephews are there and they say he just he shouldn't that he doesn't want a woman who uh is shy so he he they would hope that she isn't shy and that she does challenge him which that is true that is yeah. a that's the woman that will be meeting him at the altar going to be challenging i think <laughs> yeah yeah um they do all this like preparation you know cuts to all the people but the one specifically with Justin he it 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 hit him that he's getting married and he immediately the day before, and he went and threw up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just I I can't with him. Yeah, I mean, 
uh, Justin is 33, but he really reminds me of like an early 20 year old. Um, just in his like way he is in mannerisms. Mm-hmm. She's, she's kind of still like a, a little young. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I get from him too. It's just like he's still. He's still figuring himself out. Like he said, he was working on him. I think he still is. And aren't we all? We are. But sometimes people are ready for marriage, specifically. Sometimes people aren't. And I think that these eight weeks will be a good sign sign to him or it'll be very telling for him if he is ready. Like maybe he is ready and we're just we're not seeing it right now. But um, we arrive at the wedding. She is she is very gassy, and so that that means she knows that she's very nervous because she gets <laughs> hey, nervous. She gets gassy. We all have our different tells of what our body's telling us. I guess yeah. that's, that's hers. <laughs> yeah. Um, one quality that is very important for her right now is that he's funny. She's like, I'd almost take funny over tall, and then she's like, Wait a second, no, I do need tall. She's like, <laughs> I need. I, I'm thinking like six two, six three. I think six four, six five is a little greedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Just <laughs> wait. Yeah. Um. And so you know, she's getting ready. She's nervous. She says she gives herself twice a year to cry. <laughs> uh, so like. <laughs> This is perfect, right? Maybe the expert's like, you know what? We talk about balance a lot, okay? This guy cries too much. This lady doesn't cry at all. They will balance each other out perfectly. That seems like that seems like expert math logic uh, yep. to me. That's balance, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Yin and yang, right? Um, she she's terrified. She's talking to the producer. She's like. I'm I'm terrified, and she's like, "Why?" She's like, "Because I look like a bride," and <laughs> I just I don't know. And her mom arrives, and she hugs her mom, and she's finally like, she finally breaks down crying, like she is squealing, uh, she crying. ugly crying. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just a cry; she is ugly crying. That's, yes. that's what we call that, right? She's squealing she, almost. Yes, literally squealing. Um, I, I looked outside. Who's breaking squeaking like that outside? Oh no, that's that's the show. That is Alexis. Um, she she does get her James Allen wedding ring. Yeah. <laughs> Go to jamesallen.com. We can pick a, a variety of options. <laughs> you sound like Look a, this, like a used fantastic. car commercial. Look at this fantastic James Allen ring that my prospective <laughs> husband has purchased for me. Right. Right. Look at the, the, idea. the clarity. It's perfect. Right. <laughs> The idea is she's getting the 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 ring, and then he's going to give her the band at the altar. But this is new; <laughs> they're not doing. Yeah, they place. just started that this season. Now, um, I, th- I think that she also got a a different gift as well. But again, they didn't show us the other it was. gift. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I I guess unless it's something spectacular or drama, you know, bringing, they're not going to show it to us. I'm trying to make sure I have a voice. Yeah. <laughs> I was crying like Alexis. Yeah, you were, you were Ooh, squealing was, a little bit. Coming off of squealing. Okay. So, yeah, my water went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we cut to him getting ready for this wedding and his body is locking up. His knees are locking up. He <laughs> said the nerves are going all through his body. He said, Dan, those nerves got to travel a long way to get all through that body. 
right. That is, he is he is a tall dude. They they he must is. have sold probably about like two or three tuxedos to make him his tuxedo. <laughs> right. This is a tall dude. This is this is the Kembe Matumbo uh, yes. guy. Like this is he's that he's that tall. Like when he's like standing at the altar, he's just like cowering over yes. the, the preacher. I was like, oh my gosh, you could like you can get this man a step stool or something to make him not look like such <laughs> a little child. Right. Just get on your knees to do this wedding. Uh, do this wedding, okay? So you make so you look like a regular human. Right. When he applied, I bet they're like, "You need to order your tux now." Yeah, so it's ready on time. <laughs> yeah, we need to order more fabric. Exactly. Um, he just wants her to be attracted to him. His brother is still fully against it. Um, they've made up since the bachelor party, but he's still against it. However, he is there. He is there to support. Um, yeah, I, mean, so then, I, think he, I think he comes around a little bit more by the time of the wedding. Yeah, uh, he, he does seem way. he does seem to be more like uh, open to the idea. He's getting very emotional with Justin right before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I do like that they've kind of kissed and made up, and, uh, <laughs> right. and he seems happy for him. Yeah, um, and so like as Justin sitting at the altar, there's this like voiceover of his perfect woman. He's like, I want caramel complexion, not natural hair, soft voice. <laughs> like now when you look at this, like, okay, this is kind of the opposite. I think. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a second that I don't know. Like she has beautiful dark skin. Yeah. I mean like uh, maybe a burnt yeah. caramel, but like, yeah, not, I don't not know. Exactly I, caramel. Exactly. And then and then when he met her, he's like, she's she's just what she's the perfect woman I wanted. She's beautiful chocolate skin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You went from caramel to chocolate. Yeah, real quick. Right. Um, so when he sees her walk down the aisle, he's like, Oh my God, she's smiling ear to ear. He's happy. Um, her mom is walking her down the aisle. He tells her she looks stunning. They both look happy. They look pleased. Um, good, Good chemistry here right off the bat. Yeah. So then we get the, you know, the thing that the pastor says um, <clears throat> when you started out, like the the Justin's family wants you to know he's cool and charismatic. He's a great communicator. They call him a tree. Um, you will be sharing him with another lady in his life. And she was like, oh, you're a mama's boy. And he's <laughs> no, like, he's no. not been. He's not been. <laughs> right? um, no, he uh, he has a dog. And so she was thrilled about that because uh, she has a dog, too. Um, and they tell him and tell her that he's a little sensitive. So they didn't they didn't throw him under the bus too much. Only she knew. <laughs> yeah, a little. Like, uh, Justin's friends and family watching. You know, the other day he was talking to his brother. He just broke out crying, <laughs> unprompted. <laughs> so be careful with that. Try not to hurt his feelings, or he will cry. Right. Um, then we cut to her family and. What her family wants him to know, she's a powerhouse, she's intelligent, she loves fashion, and she also makes vagina molds out of clay. TMI family. TMI. Was this on the matchmaking special? Like, where did this come from? Uh, this wasn't on the matchmaking special, as far as I remember. <laughs> I, yeah, T, uh, we didn't need to know that. Yeah, that was so, that was such, unne- an, such an unnecessary detail. Too much general talk out of these two. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can we not? Can we not? Right. Um, so she says her vows, which are actually pretty good. Um, she starts out with an apology, and she's basically apologizing for basically not doing all the things she would have done if they were in a relationship leading up to this marriage. Like, sorry, I wasn't there to you know for you to come home to every day and 
Uh, I thought I was, thought that was cute. I was, I was like creative. Yeah, some very good vows. Uh, I, I yeah. think they both had had very good vows. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not. I, I think not like uh, who was it? Was it Mike and Jasmina last season? Where we were just like they just knocked that out of the park. Trust me, Jasmina. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but very good though from these two. Yeah, and then uh, you know she she vowed to take care of him and be patient with him and all that good stuff. His vows were that he you know he's going to appreciate. He vows to appreciate her and respect her choices because they're her own. Um, and uh, really good timing for that, eh? Right. <laughs> it's like, did you, did you like look into the future and see what we're do going you, through right now? Are, do you know what the Supreme Court is doing? Yeah, you know something I don't know? Right. From, from the, you know, must have been about almost a year ago that you filmed this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very timely vows. Um, and they do this, uh, like, uh, tradition of a cord with three strands, one representing her one representing him and one representing love and so they do that she like she braids it so fast she's like it they have a funny moment there about that about how quickly she's doing it um and then they were about to go in for a kiss and it wasn't time yet it was very awkward like he was going in for a kiss she was going (laughs) in for a hug because she was like wait not yet um then the pastor was finally ready to finish and pronounce them man and wife and um then he asked her if he could kiss her. She said yes, and they kissed. And I do want to point awkward, out that awkward kiss here. I thought, <laughs> yeah, like she was still smiling by the time he connected. Yeah, he's like kissing her teeth. Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay. girl, why did you not? Why weren't you prepared? You saw him coming in. He had to come from six eight to whatever you are. You that was that was, that was quite a bend down. Like it was like <laughs> he was almost at the waist bending down to get right. to her. Uh, but yeah, he like kissed her teeth and then she finally closed her mouth. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the the song that was playing when they walked down the aisle was like, uh, it, it was saying like, you give me that feeling. It is actually this guy named Luke Whitney who goes by Litney. He does, I found out he does these songs for shows like Married at First Sight, which this is one of him, his songs. I just recently saw him open up for Johnny Swim when I went to their concert. Um, he lives in Houston and he's like a background singer for Toby Nguigui, who uh, he's a rapper. But anyway, I was like, oh, there we go. Because I remember him pointing that out. I know Whitney. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what? Um, but yeah, that that was him. That was his song. So he does actually make songs um, that they play on there. Um, so now we finally get Alexis's true thoughts. And she's like, I know I said I want it tall, but like, Six eight is uncomfortably tall. I know Pastor Cal was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like, like we gave you exactly what you said you wanted. They like can't blame this on us this time. We shot for the moon. We gave you more. We said we found the tallest guy that applied for Married at First Sight. He won't do this show. We just saw him out in the wild. It's like that is a tall dude. We got to get him for Alexis, and we made him sign for the show just for you, Alexis. And now you're gonna tell us that you don't want this uncomfortably tall man. How dare you? Uncomfortably tall. Mm mm. (laughs) She said, and she said physically he's. I can't even get it out. Physically, he's not awful, but he's not her type. I had to pause my TV. Is that not awful? Not awful. I could not stop laughing at that. 
point, I was like, oh, this is this is oh, this is real bad. Like, but then she can't. But she carried on for the rest of the time. She did. Well. She, she really did. She was like not cutting herself off to like getting to know him, but she's just like, okay, let's face these facts. Yeah, she <laughs> she did she did Alyssa this joint. She, yes, uh, she still is giving it a chance. She wasn't like the moment she saw him looking for her exit. So she still was glad he liked children or wants children. Um, she did point out that she doesn't like high fives. She's like, but you keep giving me high fives. <laughs> they're pretty corny. She said they're yeah. corny. Oh, man. Um, but she does say she can already see why they're matched. So that's a big deal. Yeah, that's good. That, we usually have to get like, you know, a few days into the honeymoon just to get that. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that that was that on them. Well, well, they did exchange uh, life stories a little bit. Uh, he had to confess to her that, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I was engaged to be wed, but I had yeah. we had to call it off. And I mean, I, I'm sure that he was nervous about telling her that, but you know, that she could, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nothing. I proposed to <laughs> right. three times and uh, <laughs> said no all those times. Yeah, he was like, I got lucky. I'm glad you said no. Um, so that, that was good. I'm trying to think if, uh, he said anything else on the after party. Oh, he cut his hair. So <laughs> that, that's something. I wonder if she had any influence. I was, I try not to read into the after party, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I was, I couldn't get the vibe. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get much from after party from anybody. Uh, cause you know, like last year, uh, Mark and Lindsay on the after parties were like, oh yeah, they are done, done. They are not yeah. together. They despise each other. Like they yeah, cannot they're saying hide the worst of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. They cannot hide their contempt for one another. Uh, but I didn't get anything from this, uh, at right. all. They're, they're good actors if they are all, uh, broken up and hate their spouses. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so let's see. So now we have, the, they've met. So we have a little bit more to base our ratings on. What what would you rate them? I am going to give this couple a two. Uh, I, I just think that she is going to crush him. <laughs> I, I, I think she's going to steamroll him. I think that she's going to think he is. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, the term like you're not a man or you're not like man enough for me comes out of her mouth at some point mm-hmm. and I can say that about a few different couples um, on this season I think that those that 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 might happen to yeah um, but I can definitely see it with Alexis and Justin where that might uh, you know come up uh, if he's too emotional for her um, yeah it seems like the, the typical power dynamic uh, stereotypical which you might want to call it power dynamic between a man and woman are kind of flipped here yeah and i don't know if that's what she wants i think she wants a stronger in her eyes a stronger man uh than what justin may be i like justin as a person i think justin's a nice guy but not for her not for her yeah i just i don't i don't see it uh working out they had like i was i was of a mind i was like this is gonna go terribly but then the wedding happened and i was like you know what they have good chemistry, like. Mm-hmm. But again, we can't we can't base off anything which is what last season taught us uh, with Mike and Jasmina. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a two. How about you? Same. I thought I was gonna be the hard one on them, but I am also giving them a two. Um, 
They're not awful. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, her, just the things that she said after they met were just like, ooh. Yeah, I'm like, she can, so she can have a good time. Like, I can, I can believe it won't turn nasty, but I just I, don't, I, I don't know. Okay, over under how many times Justin is going to cry this season? <laughs> I'm going to set the bar at 12. Oh, that we're going to see? Uh, that we're going to see. <laughs> I'll go. See and or hear. We might get him in the bathroom crying. We can hear it on the microphone. Over 12. You're going to go over? Yes. Yeah, I'm going over too. <laughs> yeah. I just. Uh, and it, yeah, it is just like. He, it's perfectly fine the way he is. This is all in the context of with Alexis. Right. Yes. Like, listen, there's nothing wrong with a man crying. Right. Wrong with a man being emotional. And sensitive just, and in touch with his feelings. Right. Just you gotta be with the right person for that. And I don't right. think Alexis is that person. Now she did mention in her um in her vows about wiping away his tears or something. Um, but I don't think she wants to wipe them away that often. She's like every day, Justin. <laughs> yeah, every dang day. Like, this is too much, man. Right. right. Um, so those are our five couples. Um, I'm very excited about this season. I'm glad that we met them. Um, it seems like it, it could potentially be a, a pretty good season because I think a lot of these couples could go either way. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to get more uh, personality from some of the ones that we didn't get to meet. Uh, we didn't get a lot of content from this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping against hope that we can get these weddings done by episode four. <laughs> right. Next uh, episode, we'll see. please. We will see. Uh, yeah, but I'm excited about the season. I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm, again, can't wait for that season preview that really makes and breaks seasons for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, be able to see some of the drama coming up. Um, I I did think, uh, you know, preseason and like on the matchmaking special, I was like, this seems like a kind of a really laid back cast. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure we're going to get so much drama, but I think the ladies are going to bring it uh, and make the men, um, yeah, get more drama. So we'll we'll see about that. But I, I'm hopeful for the season, as I am with every season. Yeah, this is a very strong cast with the women. Uh, I like literally every woman is very strong. It's almost as if they picked the women this season and then matched, found someone to match them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, it, it could be learned behavior. Like we had Alyssa and Lindsay last season who mm-hmm. uh, were very dramatic. Uh, and, you know, we also had Jasmina too. So it's just like, yeah. they were like you know, that, that we really like that. Let's get a lot of these stronger personalities for the women right. too. <laughs> maybe bring some drama yeah uh, but we'll see all right um yeah so everybody please subscribe to our love at first sight feed you can find that anywhere you listen to your podcast search love at first sight feed and you will find us and please subscribe please leave ratings and reviews if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to uh, leave a comment or suggest anything for us for next week we'll be back every week talking about Oh, except for the specials but we'll be back every week talking about these episodes breaking them down for you and giving our thoughts and opinions um gonna be a jason- fun five months <laughs> <laughs> right uh jason what are you up to uh you can find me on twitter at jayr1085 anything coming up for me there will be posted there i don't really have 
Uh, anything with this coming up? Um, hopefully, I'll be on some Big Brother podcasts this season. Uh, usually good for a few during the seasons. Uh, if you want to check out some other content from me, uh, this past week, I got together with uh, Rob's sister, Nino, um, of the Daddy Network, RHAP. <laughs> uh, we talked a little seeking sister wife. I uh, I convinced him to to talk about this, shit, this crazy show. Uh, I, I do think we got a review uh before the break, yeah. it's, uh, cover seeking sister wife. So there's there's some seeking sister wife content for you from me and Rob sister Nino. Check that out in the main. Uh, Rob has podcast feed. Uh, it should be there from last week. So check that out. Other than that, I will be posting it on my Twitter. Um, how about you, Asia? Yeah, y'all can follow me on Twitter at Asia like Asia. That's A Y S H A like A S I A. Um, I will also be uh, helping out with coverage for Big Brother 24. Um, I will be on the live feed update on Saturday. So feeds just started. So we got a lot to talk about. Um, a lot of people in the house who <laughs> I'm trying to remember their names. So it should be a fun update. Um, but yeah, outside of that, it's been, I've been on a, a, a vacation from podcasting. Um, so, uh, you could just follow me on Twitter if you want to see what I'm up to, cause I'll post about it there. Um, but thank you everybody for sticking with us and we're excited to talk about season 15 and uh, definitely let us know uh, if you enjoyed this pod- this podcast. We will see y'all next week. Bye. Don't forget to go to jameson.com. <laughs>